everyone, and welcome to the Change Makers Podcast, where we chat with interesting and engaging individuals here and far about change, making change, living change in their own lives, how they've experienced unimaginable change, and innovative ways people uplift the lives of others. We chat about triumphs over tragedies, mindset matters, and how we live out our life's purpose inspirationally. So please join us to be inspired and empowered to be the change you want to see in this world. You know, we can all be change makers in our lives. Here's to the change you're about to bring forth. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Change Makers Podcast. My name is Kimberly Rice. I'm Chief Change Maker of Change Makers, where we create bold lives and careers for forward thinking women professionals. Today, I am so excited to welcome Dr. Cindy McGovern, who is CEO, First Lady of Sales of Orange Leaf Consulting. Um, from San Francisco. Um, I can't wait to get in and talk with her, Um, but I want to give her a proper welcome. So welcome, Dr. Cindy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So share with us, we're going to dive right in. Share with us a bit about yourself and a few insights into your professional journey. So I'm run Orange Leaf Consulting and the Dr. Cindy brand. And my goal is to change the way that people look at sales. I think sales is not just a business skill. It's a life skill. And it should have been taught in high school, quite frankly. (laughs) And through my journey, I ended up being in a sales role, railed against it, didn't want to do it, and then realized, oh my gosh, this is something we all need. And especially as a woman. So What I'm doing is trying to bring that message to the world to help women in particular to use an innate skill they already have, those sales skills, to get more of what they want. Mm, Fascinating. So you do have to share with us, how did you become known as the first lady of sales? (laughs) Well, uh, as you know, sales is a fairly male-dominated world, and So often at a sales conference or at any conference, I was the only female speaker talking about sales. And it sort of evolved from like a joke of, oh, the little lady over here is going to talk about sales or this gal is going to talk about sales. And then it was like, well, somebody mentioned it one day of like the first lady. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh -uh, (laughs) It's been called worse, so I'll take it. And it's still, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm still the only woman um, speaker in regard to the sales aspect. And so I really want women to embrace this because it is something we do every day. I mean, whether you're negotiating with your kids to eat their vegetables or negotiating with a a colleague, it's something that you have. But with a little bit of coaching, a little bit of guidance and a little bit of a formula, we can use it to get ahead both in our careers and in life. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I've always heard in my own business career that has included sales and of course now as owner and president of two different companies it's sales um, through a lens the growth mindset lens is really a divine gift um, not 
trying to get something from somebody or someone or some company, but rather it's um, the way that we quote, share our brownies and bring our unique brilliance um, to serve in service to others. I completely agree with that. And it's funny because I talk about something similar to that in my book where it is about giving first and getting second. But what's humorous to me, and we don't even realize it, is we are giving all day, every day. We just don't recognize it because it's who we are. It's innate in us. You're exactly right. I, you're exactly right. I mean, we, I, I think women as inherent relationship builders um, are, you know, we, it's just interwoven into mm-hmm. our DNA that, you know, we may not recognize it as such, but <clears throat> I've often told my mentees, um, which include my my stepchildren, are is, you know, you're selling something every day, yourself, your ideas, something, you know, so that was my pitch on um, encouraging my stepchildren to take public speaking courses and uh, in college, so because they're going to always be before some type of audiences. So humorous little tidbit, before I got into consulting and speaking and wrote my book, I was actually a college professor and I taught public speaking. And oh. I, I couldn't agree more with you oh, that's because so that's absolutely true. That also is a life skill. I mean, you're constantly presenting, you know, whether it's even to one other person. But you said something that's really important that I think, you know, for women in particular, we have to underscore and that's it's innate in us to help. We're kind of helpaholics by nature, mm-hmm. but it's not innate in us to ask for reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want us to recognize. And that's what I teach in the book as a five-step sales process to help you to do that. But it's also recognizing that you deserve it. You've been giving, 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 giving. Right. So why wouldn't you deserve to get something in return when the other person still gets something? I mean, it's a give and take. I, I would never tell you to just take, take, take. But I think we have to recognize that. And, and it's funny because we are taught so many skills through school, right? We're taught reading, writing, arithmetic. Okay, where was that communication piece? Where was that sales care? Where was that, that public speaking if you didn't have, you know, you or me pushing that, that student to go after it? And I think this is sort of the class that we miss. And it really occurred to me as a woman in particular in a fairly male-dominated world, I needed to get this message out to help as many people as I can, whether you're, I mean, some folks who are just graduating right now and, you know, graduating from grad school or undergrad or whatever, the first thing you're going to do is a job interview. That's nothing more than a sales conversation. Exactly. Exactly. You know, when I was in college uh, a little bit ago, um, (laughs) (laughs) me too. (laughs) Um, You know, it's so crazy. I really do believe in uh, divine, um, uh, you know, and my divine journey, as I, um, I, I began my college career as a business major um, within accounting, particularly because I like structure and order, which that is, of course, but then uh, it was very shortly lived in my college career, freshman, sophomore year, when I had to take statistics and calculus, and I didn't even know what those things were, and then found, you know, I dreadfully found out shortly thereafter and I'm like, oh my, I got to do something different. <laughs> and do you know, I was taking an elective course in nonverbal communications, the science of nonverbal communications. And that was the impetus um, for me to begin to reassess my path. 
skills. I'm in, that's my background too. I'm, I'm a communication major. I have three different degrees in communication. My PhD is in organizational communication. And it's funny, like I had nonverbal communication. I had courses in interpersonal. And when I was a college professor, those were courses that I also taught. But it's so funny because I think we oftentimes think, well, that's just common sense, but mm. it's not common practice. No, 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 no. And it is a skill set we have to hone to be able to be better and more effective communicators. I mean, look at any business. Most of the downfall is lack of communication, whether it's accountability, whether it's communication of goals, it's always, it always boils down to that. It does. It absolutely does. And I mean, you know, of course, now looking in the rearview mirror of all the things and courses and teachings that we did not receive through the normal course of our educational path, I am a you know, humongous proponent of adult continuing learning because there's just too much that we don't get that we need in every aspect of our lives, business, sales, you know, interpersonal, whatever. Communications, obviously, um, and, and for me, I think public speaking um, is our two that should be, I just wish there was, you know, requirements for everyone to do yep. that. A hundred percent. And that's <laughs> funny because when I started writing my, my book, I sat and I, I played with titles and stuff and I ended up calling it every job as a sales job because it really is. And it was funny because when I was talking with publishers and, and deciding who we were going to go with, we went back and forth and I said, it needs to be so easy and communicative because this is the skill people don't realize they're using every day. It's like communication, but I easily could have called it every job is a communication job. <laughs> like right. it's, it's the same thing but we don't recognize it as a skill set because we're just sort of doing it. But right. if we're mindful of it, oh my gosh, you can just get so much more out of your work, out of your network. And I think also, you know, you mentioned ongoing ongoing education. I'm an avid reader. I love podcasts. Like I'm always looking for something. You and I were just talking about courses that we can, you know, look for. And I think that's another piece that we have to recognize as women in particular is we've got to seek out that knowledge to help us with those, you know, the growth edge, whatever it is. If you feel like you're not as sharp as you could be on communication, go find something to help you with that. Because I think it's recognizing those blind spots in ourselves and then seeking the knowledge. Because the other thing that's going to happen is you're going to pay it forward. You're going to be able to help somebody else that falls into that category too. And that's really what it's about is, you know, we rise all the, raise all the boats. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm curious to talk a little bit about your sales um, leadership and your sales services that you offer your clients. And one, one huge question that comes to mind um, that I would love for you to share with our listeners is what are some lessons of selling in a COVID era environment? How has it changed? How has it stayed the same, et cetera? 
So when COVID hit, um, you know, everybody kind of flipped out and everybody was working remotely, but we're actually a remote company and have been since I started it 11 years ago. So when everybody was like, oh my gosh, how do we get a remote workforce? How do we keep them motivated? How we hold people accountable? I was like, we got this. Let me help you through it. And then the next phase is about how you sell remotely or virtually is what most people call it. Again, we've been doing this for 11 years. <laughs> in fact, most of my sales career has been over the phone or now video in the last you know, seven or eight years. But people are kind of struggling with that. But I think what we have to recognize is you're still a human talking to a human. It's right. just a different medium that you're using. And in post COVID, what I think can really come out of this is the fact that it's a better ROI for you. If you don't have to hop on an airplane or get in your car to drive over to have a sales conversation with somebody, you can get more done in the day, <laughs> but right. you've got to plan for those conversations differently. And we're doing a lot of work with our clients right now on teaching their teams how to sell virtually. What does that look like? How do you plan for those conversations? What are the questions that you ask? How do you read nonverbal over the phone? You know, you and I had classes in nonverbal communication, right. but a lot of people didn't. Right. So it's teaching people those things right now to help them get through this. But my hope is that when things get back to whatever normal is post COVID, they don't lose this because I actually think this is a skill set that's going to help them get more out of their day, more out of their work life, and actually give them a little bit more balance. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, I, um, <clears throat> I participate in a program um, with a, a lot of other uh, women business owners across the globe, and we recently had a conversation with all due respect and our heart leading first and that is you know assuming that we all live through this and survive mm -hmm. what if this global pandemic is the best thing that's ever happened to us our worlds our jobs mm -hmm. our businesses um yeah it's an interesting topic, and this is something I've talked with so many of our clients about. And we have clients that are like large corporations, and then we have clients that are, you know, two and three person offices. We have solopreneurs. We have all sorts of folks that we work with and coach them and train them. And it's funny because regardless of the size of the business or the size of our clients, they're all facing the same issue. You know, we're all doing the same thing during this, but it's how you evolve at this moment that actually sets the track for your next five years. And that's the conversation I've been having with people is what are you doing in this moment to really be able to thrive on the other side, not just survive through this, but thrive on the other side. And I love that y'all were having that conversation. And I think there will be good that comes out of this. I mean, there is, there's heartbreaking loss. There are all sorts of things. People have been sick. People have passed away. But if you look at this from sort of the business angle, this has forced a lot of people to use technology they've never used before, even though it's been around for, for ages. I mean, you know, these video conference platforms have been around for almost a decade, but nobody used them till now, right. very few. It's forced them to utilize technology in a slightly different manner with regard to the way they're communicating with their clients, video emails, things like that. It's forced them to flex their leadership skills, not just their management skills, because you have to really lead when it comes to a remote workforce versus just managing the day-to-day -day process. You know, managing is the process, leading is the people. And then the other thing that it's forced is us to communicate as humans again. And I think that's one of the most important things that we're gonna take out of this is we are now re-enjoying the simple pleasures. You know, states are starting to open up right now. 
and we're getting to actually see people for coffee or, you know, we took for granted those things. And I think it's going to change the way we do business too. And I think we have an opportunity right now to look at what did I learn from this? How is it going to change me? What do I need to evolve? And then where do I need to be in five years? And then work backwards. Mm, wonderful. You know, I do feel like, and I've seen with our clients and just, you know, keeping our finger on the pulse of what's going on. <clears throat> I talked to my friends in Europe and um, in, in Australia where they, they locked down quickly and they're over it and, and they're back to almost normal, but I view it as the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. It has been and continues to be the great equalizer um, that I, you know, we, we all, I wrote an article not long ago about the power of the pause. Um, yes. Speaking exactly to what you just said um, that we needed. I mean, you know, the lots of different ways, you know, environmentally, um, just so many different ways we've seen the positive impact when we all just stop what we're doing or the way we were doing it. Um, and maybe, you know, hopefully constructively um, assess or reassess our lives, our relationships, our businesses, how we do that, you know, what can we do differently, better, faster, productively, efficiently going forward, etc. So mm -hmm. assuming, of course, there's been great loss and, you know, the employment situation is, is not favorable. But for those of us who are, you know, blessed to have, you know, pretty much made it through without much of a um, you know, I think that it's our responsibility to then come forward and lead um, and with, with the lessons that we have learned. You know, you mentioned something and I, I want to just kind of backtrack for one second, which is, you know, some people are really struggling through this and, and there is job loss and there are things, but this more than ever is a chance for you to flex those sales skills. Because mm -hmm. if you are without a job, networking is a sales skill. <laughs> if you are... Yeah interviewing, like we said, that's a sales skill. So this is the moment to really craft your personal brand and make sure your network knows how to sell you as well. Cause it's not just about you reaching out to people on LinkedIn or submitting resumes on whatever platform. It's about you making sure you have carefully crafted who you want to be known as so that people around you can also help you to get to that next level. And even if you're in, you know, a gainfully employed position or you're running a company or you're solopreneur, it's also your own personal brand coming through this as well. And this is a chance for us to kind of rebrand a little bit. If you're not on track for where you wanted to be, there's a section of my book where I talk about like, you know, it, we sometimes wake up and go, whose life is this? <laughs> How did I get right. here? <laughs> right. And I think COVID is actually a really good opportunity to force that pause for us to actually take stock. And I would highly recommend anybody listening to this today, if you can't explain your personal brand in about five words, you probably need to craft it. You probably need a little work on it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fabulous opportunity, uh, which leads us to change making, which is just near and dear to my heart, my passion. Um, as far as making positive change, now's the time. Um, and now is, you know, I don't think there's ever been a better time um, to, to make positive change. So I'm curious, Dr. Cindy, in your work and in your world with your clients and with your, on your network, what does this look like in, you know, in your world and the work that you do, the change, positive change making? 
So one of our, our values here at Orange Leaf Consulting is actually leave them better than we found them. That's literally written in our, in our values list. Um, that and we take fun seriously. <laughs> so oh, we, we, um, we really feel strongly about being the catalyst for change, but the fact that we give you the tools to continue to evolve once we're out of the picture. I firmly believe that my job as a coach is to give you everything I can in a short amount of time and that you actually outgrow me. I'm human. I have a limited skill set just like everybody else. So my job is to help you impact your life, impact your business, and then send you on your way to your next evolution. And hopefully in that, what I'm doing is instilling those skills in you so you can go make a positive change on someone else. And I've been very fortunate in my career to have had really good official and unofficial mentors and coaches and just friends who've helped me through this. But I think that's all. And that's something I talk about in the book too, is that nobody does this life alone, but right. it's the way that we help one another. It's the way that we're creating change in our own lives. Maybe is the catalyst somebody else needs. Maybe that's them watching you going, wow, if she can do it, maybe I can. Or if it's, you know, you evolving and then somebody asking you for your advice. I mean, I will literally talk to just about anybody that asks. I mean, I've had people reach out on social media and say, Hey, can I pick your brain? Total strangers happy to do it. I mean, I think that's why we're here, but it's about creating the change in our own lives so that it will impact and inspire others. And that's what I do in my business. And that's what we try to help our clients do. And my goal is that it's a trickle down. We impact them. They impact their client. Those clients impact their clients. Absolutely. It is that showing up boldly, giving to get and trusting in the law of attraction and karma um, and just how that is a circular cycle. I absolutely uh, love to stand sometimes on the sidelines and see it, watch it in amazement unfold. <laughs> it's kind of funny if you look back, like my, my career trajectory clearly was not a straight line as we've talked about today. <laughs> like sure. went PhD, college professor, ended up in consulting, then ended up in sales, now speaker, author, running a consulting firm. Like you can't, I mean, that's just wacky, wacky. But what's interesting is there was a catalyst at every turn. There was someone that helped me. There was something that I looked at and said, wow, I want that for myself. But here's the other thing that I would really push the listeners today is recognize the fact that you deserve it. And I think as women, a lot of times we'll hold ourselves back by these, I call them your backup singers in your head. It's those voices, uh -huh. whether it's your parents or grandparents or whoever it is saying, oh, you know, you don't deserve that. Or, ah, you really think you should do that? You got to get those backup singers singing in harmony so you can walk into the spotlight in your own life. And you have to give yourself permission to go after it. And that's what I want the listeners to believe today is that you deserve it. You deserve to be happy. You have this sales skill set within you that you can sort of start flexing those muscles to get what you want, but you have to believe you deserve it first. Hey, Kimberly, you're on mute. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You were on mute. <laughs> uh, um, so I want to ask um, just one couple more questions to, to close this out. Is I always, this is one of my favorite questions. If you could give your younger self one piece of professional advice, what would that be? You deserve it. 
You deserve it. You deserve it. Early on, you would. Early on, early on, do not pay attention to the haters. Do not pay attention to the voices on the sidelines. If you can dream it, you can truly achieve it. The old Disney saying, like, it is absolutely true. But I think we start to collect opinions is, is sort of like, oh, well, this person thinks this and this person thinks that. But you got to think about like when you were five, if you wanted a cookie, you, nothing was stopping you. <laughs> like You were like singularly focused on that cookie. You would wear out whoever you were talking to trying to get it because you believed you deserved it. Right. But somewhere along the way, we were conditioned that we no longer deserve it. Or at least for me, I grew up in the South. So, you know, good, polite little girls don't ask for what they want. Good, polite little girls don't, you know, you, you sit over there and you just politely take, you know, if they offer you mashed potatoes, you take those mashed potatoes. You don't tell them you want French fries. But that five-year-old would absolutely ask for the fries. Yes. So it's recognizing you deserve it and remembering that five-year-old is still in you. Yes. <laughs> Let that girl talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Let that girl talk. <laughs> she knows what to say. Turn her loose. <laughs> um, so let me, um, I, this has been a fascinating conversation and I want to give you an opportunity, um, you know, to share anything additional with our listeners that, um, that you feel led to do so. Well, the one thing that I really feel passionate about with women is helping them to create a personal brand because I do think we identify as the label around us, like mother, sister, wife, whatever, but there's more to it than just the label or the box. So I really encourage everybody listening today to craft your personal brand. And so something that I want to offer your listeners, Kimberly, is I have a special bonus chapter just on personal branding that I want to offer all of your listeners. All they need to do is text the word Dr. Cindy, D-R-C-I-N-D-Y to 66866. And it'll come right to you. And I encourage you to read it and implement it. I mean, just sit down, pen, paper, and start to really craft that brand. Because once you know it, other people can help you carry the flag. Other people know how to talk about you. And it just does nothing but strengthen your network. Wow, that is so incredibly generous of you, Dr. Cindy. Thank you so much. It is my pleasure. It is all about helping people create change in their own lives. I want to be a change maker. I want them to be a change maker. And hopefully this will be a tool to help them do just that. Wonderful. Wonderful. So um, in the end, I, I certainly want to give our listeners an opportunity to connect with you directly. Um, you have so much energy and excitement and passion for the work that you do. So please share with us, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Two ways. You can find me on social media, Dr. Cindy, or at 1ST Lady of Sales, or you can email me directly at Dr. Cindy at drcindy.com. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it certainly has been a wonderful pleasure having you today and, and chatting with you and so much fun. We're, I love speaking with positive with female women change makers uh, who are pushing the ball forward and leading the way. So thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us today and to listeners this concludes another episode of change makers and till our next time i want you to be the change that you want to see